Welcome to 2.23am, a call to uncommon action. The 2.23am podcast interviews the rule breakers of business, those leaders and entrepreneurs who are creating enterprises that serve the well-being of all. We follow them on their journey, learn from their experience, share their trials and celebrate their success. Each year for several years, we spend time with them following the threads of their life and their 2.23am moments. I'm Christine McDougall. Today, my guest is Brad Kraskoff, a global leader in the creation of highly successful co-working spaces and work hubs. Brad has a vision of changing the way we work, enabling collaboration, innovation, and high levels of autonomy through the deliberate creation of workspaces. He asks, how do we create the workspace today now that we know so much about people and how they are able to deliver their best work? He talks about creating fail-free zones and how to get a bunch of strangers show up to a workspace to start cross-fertilization and collaboration. Co-working spaces are an important part of the future of business. As usual, quotes from this episode, links and Brad's full bio are all found in the show notes at www.blog.223am.com forward slash podcast. Just a reminder that we are hosting a teleconference event with Dr. David Martin, who was our first guest on this current season of the podcast. This teleconference will be on December 15th Australian time, that's the 14th in the United States, where he will introduce people to integral accounting and answer any questions people might have about integral accounting. Integral accounting is a beautiful and elegant way of looking at the all-in value of a system that transcends simply focusing on the value of um, in one domain, which is the domain of money. Please email me direct at christine at 223am.com for details of this call if it interests you. And if you love this podcast, please go to iTunes and rate it as this will help us get more listeners and increase our exposure. And while you're there, consider subscribing so that you never miss an episode. It's free and will take one click. If you want to know more about 223AM, the community we are creating, the events and services we are offering to support the call of your 223AM moments, then go to the blog, go to blog.223am.com. Thank you for listening. Today I'm speaking with Brad, Brad Krauskopf, who is the CEO and founder of Third Spaces and Hub Australia. It's great to have you on 223am, Brad. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. So, uh, the opening question, metaphorically or literally, what wakes <laughs> you at 223am? Uh, lots of things, um, <laughs> and I guess they they all tend to come to uh, about about people and how do I relate to people? How do I um, how do I ensure that the kind of company that I'm trying to grow um, is one that you know is serving both um, the customers, the staff, and really just trying to um, Get synergy between all of those, all of those different things. 
Okay. All right. Okay. Great. So, so you 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 the work that you're doing now and where you're really dedicated is is this uh, collaborative um, co-working type of spaces or creating uh, spaces and so on for people to really uh, work together and and that synergy the word that you use synergy there. So can you can you say a little bit about about the current work and and what is really um, you know where your where this uh, the company that you said trying to get the company to grow in the in the way that you know works for all the people. Can you say a little bit about that, and then we'll also have a look potentially you know how you got there, how you got to today, how you arrived. <laughs> sure thing. I, I guess you know. I guess the bigger world that I see that um, I'm living in is. Uh, the, you know the future of work. It's you know people's relationship with work is is really being challenged. Uh, you know where we we constantly talk about this twenty four seven always on um, style of work. And when you're always on and when you're always connected to to to, to so many different uh, people and projects, then you know your relationship. That you choose to have with work and the way you want to want to be, um, it's 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 really being challenged um, because it's all encompassing, um, and we, we've kind of been bringing this. Um, um, and we're calling it liberated work or free range working, um, mm-hmm. and it's all about people really getting to be able to choose the work that suits them and and their lifestyle. And when you put yourself out there into um, this new way of working, um, it has a lot to do with uh, how you connect with all of those other people around you. Um, and that's where I guess I talk about that, that synergy. And if you're constantly working collaboratively and you're connected, then uh, you really need to work on how do you relate to, to those other people and how do you collaborate with them. Um, and so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and I was just going to say, and in, and in co-working, um, so we, we activate co-working communities um, here in Australia, and we've done that in, in Melbourne, Sydney, and Adelaide, and, and worked with many other organisations to help them create such spaces. Um, yeah. And, and it's, I guess it is, it's an important thing with these spaces is you don't come to them because you need the, um, the, the actual space. It's you come to them because you actually want to be a part of a community and something something bigger um, um, mm. than just your 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 project that you're working on. And so, so uh, the, the, I'll explore a little bit the future of work, but to, to, just to help me understand uh, the um, the type of people that that would. Uh, come to the type of spaces that you create because it's not you're not just talking about the freelancers and the and the uh, the startups and the entrepreneurs and 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 so on are you I, so can you sort of say a little bit more about the diversity of people that that are really um, interested in the type of spaces that you're creating yeah sure, sure thing um, and you know when we talk about freelancers it, you know the the number of people in the independent workforce i mean it's now approaching levels of around forty percent so it's a huge number right. of people, but one of the things that we're also seeing is that you know the nature of the workforce is becoming much more liquid, so to say that I am a freelancer or I do work for a large company um, you know, the lines are blurring. Between yeah. b- b- between those two um, 
but you know between those two classifications and it's no longer it's no longer so easy to say I'm in this camp or I'm in that camp um, so at the hub we get a lot of people who I'd put I'd call more career changes um, right. they're moving from one project to another and indeed um, more and more they're looking for projects that align with their passions and what they're working on so those things mm -hmm. change over time um, and at the hub for example we see people from um, from their 20s all, all the way up to their 60s um, so you know this is not something that is just for Gen Y yes yes yeah and and, and so um, it, and they're really coming for this common, most importantly, uh, for the. Um, I did an interview with Mark Rowland, who's the um, the guy that's running the sort of culture of the downtown project in Las Vegas with Tony Shea, and he he talks about human collisions, as in you know that that it's the it's the inter interrelationship, it's the the uh, meeting with with people that you may not meet with in other circumstances, but they're they're all coming together into this this space that's being created. Is that is that am I speaking correctly about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're finding uh, in a knowledge-based economy that we're we're moving um, towards. It's not um, it's not so. Um, well, sorry, in the knowledge-based economy, the way that you get ahead um, is not so much about being bigger or faster, or you know, being able to produce a thousand widgets cheaper than, than 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 somebody else. It's how do you combine those people and those ideas um, to form to to innovate and form new products and new services that that, that people value. Um, so those collisions that um, that you talk about there, um, that actually is the way that we innovate. And the people that can become masters at collaboration and masters at coming up with the new ideas, um, that's the new capital um, that people are so are, are so looking to our leverage in this future of work. So can you can can you say a little bit about uh, um, perhaps some of the those collisions and the the offspring of those collisions <laughs> <laughs> that you've observed the 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 the, uh, the things that have been born from those collisions that you have seen in in, in the work that you've done in in hub spaces and so on. Yeah, sure, sure thing. Um, I guess one of the ones that I, I, I love is with uh, Hub Adelaide, and uh, so this is one where we've brought together um, uh, government, local small businesses, and in a project recently that we call Spark, it's also bringing youth entrepreneurs together. So okay. you've got you've got three separate groups of people which previously might not have actually come together, and suddenly we've um, we, we've born this project called Spark, and you know, out of that, we've now had um, youth entrepreneurs create um, nine new businesses that wouldn't otherwise have been created without bringing together, I guess, this interesting diverse mix of diverse mix of people. And then we brought yeah. them into the hub, and you know, that hub is the hub's like a, 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 a container for, for 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 innovation and for collision. And for those yeah. new, new ideas, um, and it, it's a, I guess it's a fail-free zone. Um, one of the key things that underlies the hub is that when you come into it, 
you feel safe to be able right. to innovate, to be able to connect with those other people. So I just want to clarify, did you say fail-free zone? A fail-free zone, yeah. Okay, I'm going to come back to that, but before I do, so I want to know, you know, is there, is there a, and I would imagine it's a combination of both, but I'd like to hear a little bit about the, the way that this is um, facilitated. So part number one um, is the creation of the space, which I want you to speak a little bit about, but I also then want to speak, is there, in this case of the Adelaide, the local government, small business and the youth entrepreneurs, was there a, a central coordinator or was it self-organised? No, there was a central coordinator, um, and I guess this goes in with the the, the hub. Now, if you if you don't have any um, process to this, you you know you yeah. you essentially end up with chaos. Um, yes. And you know that key of and you know you, many of I know yourself and many of your listeners would be familiar with that term of you know the the chaotic space between yes. between chaos and order, um, yeah. and to to actually find yourself in that in that space, it requires a deliberate but light touch um, curation of the yeah. space. Um, so, for instance, when we go about setting up a hub, um, first up, we need to co-create the community. Um, yeah. th there's nothing more useless than an empty co-working space. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> um, remember, pe people aren't coming for the space. They're actually coming for the person sitting next to them. Yeah. And they're coming for the um, for the possibility um, of what might happen when you combine some of those yeah. people or, or, or projects. Yeah. So before yeah. we open up the space, we do a lot of work to 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 actually create the community. Um, yeah. For example, when we opened Hub Adelaide, we'd already had about 30 um, learning and networking events. Yes. Um, then once you open um, open up that space, you need to... I guess we've got two clear, um, I guess, roles there, one being a space host and the other one a, a community manager. Yes. Um, the space host is the one that makes that place feel welcoming, authentic, um, and a place for, 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 for creation. And then yeah. you've got your community manager, which is ultimately looking to build, um, um, you know, to build those connections between yeah. everybody so yeah. that um, it's a compelling proposition for people to actually, actually come in each day and to participate. Um, yes, yes. Okay, and so it would be the, someone like the community manager that would see the opportunity for bringing, um, in the Adelaide example, the government, local, small business, um, uh, and youth entrepreneurs into that sort of, into that, into that uh, space within the space to explore possibilities. That's right, um, and you know each week we will um, we'll do things. Um, uh, like a, a, a lunch and learn or a mixed bag lunch or one of our um, uh, community managers in Melbourne, he, he's actually hosting um, um, getting shit done uh, workshops every couple of weeks. So okay. in this particular case, people actually come along and they're actually just working on their projects and having yeah. a concentrated session um, you know, all, 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 all around GSD. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, 
getting shit done. Getting shit done. <laughs> okay. Just to, just to be clear what that what you meant by that. Okay. Right. Um and so um and I know that and you, you mentioned here with Adelaide that you'd had these already had these thirty or forty um learning and networking events prior to opening. Um but the the actual container um, space creation is really critical isn't it I mean and, and this is not just you know how you arrange furniture um, and uh, and all of that sort of stuff but there's there's um, there's a sort of another dimension that goes into creating spaces that, that people that open uh, people to collaboration and and, uh, and, um, and engagement uh, yeah and I guess that's you know, this is not you consult with um, the users. You actually have to allow for a, a, a certain level of co-creation. Um, okay. And you know that being that um, you know what what emerges could is is different to maybe what you were initially intentioned. Um, right. And 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 that brings I guess a certain authenticity to yeah. to, to 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 the space. Um, and you know people. Um, People know when something is um, is 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 artificially created, and people know when something is actually authentic. It, it, you know, you, you you tend to find that people have a real good sense for that, um, right. regardless of whether they're a designer. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, tell say a little bit about this fail-free zone. What do you sure mean thing. by that? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, if you're um, if you're coming into a in, into a space and you're worried about um, you know what might happen if you don't succeed, then automatically your innovation is going to be going to be stifled. Um, yeah. One thing that we find particularly important in creating this fail-free zone um, is that you don't bring your no, nobody brings their position title into the hub. Um, okay. uh, you know whether or not you're, you know you're 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 from a, a large company, a small company, a successful company, a non-successful company. You know every, every everybody's on the um, everybody's on the same level, um, mm -hmm. and you know it, it's amazing what um, what happens when people don't bring their position title into work, um, because you you allow you you open yourself up for surprise. Um, yes. And for serendipity, that you know the connection to somebody that you might not normally connect with, um, yes. it can suddenly happen. Right. Okay. And and so this, this sort of speaks to um, part of the the container of the space is some level of agreements or um, boundaries or whatever. Um, can you, can you say a little bit about those? You know, some of what they might be, um, other than other than not bringing your title. Yeah, sure. Look, um, there are elements of, um, I guess, behaviour um, yes. around um, respecting other people's space, other people's privacy. I mean, one of the things that um, uh, that many uh, co-working operators have, have realised is that just having that big open space um, is not is not sufficient for mm -hmm. ensuring great collaboration. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually that you need to have a diversity of spaces so that people can work how they want. Um, okay. If you're, if you're coming mm -hmm. in to have a very productive session, then you need to be able to, to, to be able to do that. Um, yes. If all you're coming into the hub to do 
um, is the is is the brainstorming connection side of things, then the actual hard work that goes into to bringing one of those new ideas to life couldn't happen. Yes. Yes. Um, we, a, a really interesting one that I've observed at the hub um, is the you know, rather than having a rule book of this is yes. what you must do and this is how you must behave, um, the space host serves a very important piece here because they set an example for the kind of culture and the kind of way that we want to work together um, and then other members pick up on that and then those yeah. members, I, I guess essentially the members become the hosts. Um, yeah. And we've certainly found right. that when the members become the hosts, that's when you really see your community come alive. Right, okay. So that's a process, isn't it? I mean, you don't really start on day one with that, but that's where that's where you really like to end up is where you have that sort of um, where the core members are, are, are as, you, as you determine it, um, named it the host. Yeah, and look, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that, um, um, you know, it's, certainly it doesn't happen right at word go, and I'd love yeah. to think that once you got there after six months, that it was yeah. kind of like you didn't need to do it again. But what we found is that you constantly need to be nurturing um, yeah. that. And, yes. and, and the, the process of hosting and, and cultivating that community where the members become the host, it's an yes. ongoing, never-ending uh, process. Yes. Yes, it's such a lovely word. I, I um, the word host. I, I love to use the word steward as well because then I think there's a there's a, a duty of care that is um, in both of those words. And and to and to to show up as host um, is an is an extraordinary role actually. I think I think something the business world could do more with. <laughs> I, I I I agree, and you know one of the things that we constantly need to do is um, reinforce that you know the person at the front desk at the hub is a host and not a uh, reception, for example. Yes, um, yes, yes. And, and and you know I guess the the thing I often use to try and grasp that is that you know our host is not there to get you a coffee; they're there to get you a connection. Yes. Okay. And, and so, just before I sort of switch track here, um, do do you see a possibility of the type of community? And you you've obviously got quite a lot of experience around this now. But um, do you see the possibility of it happening in a virtual way? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm glad okay. I'm glad you mentioned that one there. Um, <laughs> it, actually, a lot of our connections happen in a virtual way. Um, okay. And Actually, just like a, a very traditional company and a very traditional office, um, at the hub, more of our members are not at the hub at any one time than are there. Yes. So, okay. you know, we've used things like uh, Yammer or more recently a, an internal an, an internal platform called Mesh. Um, and then, of course, everybody's on um, their other, you know, uh, social network, networks like uh uh, Twitter and Facebook, and yes. this also goes to building community. Um, yes. You know, right down to that. You know, part of any one of our uh, job descriptions for a host um, or for a community manager is that they do need to look to tend to the um, uh, tend to the online virtual community. Right. 
Right, um, yeah. And, and many corporations now have a position, um, and, and actually normally it is community manager, um, yeah. and you know, it's somebody who's looking at those online uh, communities and, and, and hosting their, their, um, uh, the space there. Okay. So do you see the, the creation of the possibility of creating a, uh, like a global virtual community? Um, and I'm asking this for 2.23 AMs. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so where, where you could actually, uh, rather than have convened, because I know that you're, you've got your spaces in the different cities, but where you could create something like this that has a, a, a virtual global sort of, you know, do you see that as possible with your experience? Yeah, look, I, I guess I'd put to you that they already exist. You know, people yeah. make make these online communities in um, in uh, yeah. in Facebook by by using hashtags in in, in Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. What I see as particularly important in this is that in the virtual world, we then look for ways to bring it into the physical and into the now, and that's where yeah. I find that. Um, uh, the online communities, I think, are brilliant for um, creating the ideas and yeah. absolutely amazing at leveraging um, diversity and bringing yeah. a huge number of points of view into the room, so to speak. It just simply yeah. isn't possible in the physical world. But then you complement that with, um, with places like Hub Australia, um, where it, it, it makes it it makes it real. Um, yeah. The um, you know and Hub uh, Hub Australia is part of the um, uh, the Global Impact Hub network and also another network called Lexi. Um, and you know this this allows our members to be able to leverage a whole suite of different spaces around the world. Right. Really nice. And so, how did you get to this place, Brad? How how did the uh, the the, uh, the creation and exploration of these spaces become your sort of central thesis at this time? <laughs> sure. So, um, I um I, I guess a, an, another um another life ago, or you know, about five years <laughs> ago, I um I I guess I was completely frustrated with the um the style of work that I was doing in a in a small um in a small quite traditional um IT infrastructure company and um I, I guess I, I came to there's gotta be more than this in 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 in, in my working life. I, I needed to connect more with me personally. I needed to connect more with the world around me and I just felt that there was there was something else. Um yeah. that exploration took me over to Madrid um, I did an MBA just more so to validate the idea of me taking a year out of life. Um, <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> um, and, and, and interestingly enough, the very first week that I was in Madrid, I walked into a meetup which was um, Imagining Hub Madrid. Um, okay. And from the very first moment that I came into this world of 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 um, working communities and co-working communities, I guess I found myself constantly um, constantly motivated and indeed challenged 
by coming into work every day and being surrounded by different people doing doing different things. Um, All right. And I guess that grabbed me from the start, and that's when I, you know, I came back to Australia at the, in, in 2010, and then by early 2011 had um, had uh, opened up the doors to to Hub Melbourne. Okay, all right, and and, and so because you've also um, we'll say a little bit about third spaces and and what's happening there. Um, uh, uh, Further to when we had um, a meeting together in Brisbane, I don't know, a yes. year ago, maybe. Yeah. Sure, sure thing. I, I remember having that coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, um, I guess through being at the hub, which look for all intents and purposes, co-working is. I, I think it's coming out of its early adopter stage and into the early yes. majority stage. If I, you know, reference the yes. the, the innovation curve there. Um, yes. Uh, but you know it isn't still at that early stage, um, and yes. I guess through the hub, um, you know one of the reasons why co-working gets so much attention is because it actually does work. And so I was seeing all these new projects getting created, and 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 all these new businesses getting um, um, uh, getting off the ground and growing quicker than they otherwise would. But the other much more fundamental thing that I observed was people being happier, more healthy, more contented with their with their working lives. And you know, there can, there can be no more um there can, there can be no more important ingredient to the success of a startup than, you know, the founder or the people working there actually enjoying what they're working on. Um mm. it, it trumps any good idea. Um mm-hmm. and you know, when I look at Australia, um you know, ultimately, I, I see that that next boom in Australia is is, is uh, harnessing the knowledge capital of the really diverse talent that we have living across all of Australia. You know, it's not mm. the it's not the resources in a, in 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 the in the ground, um, and nor is it necessarily um, the the financial capital available to us. It's it's that yes. talent and that human capital. And what I saw with the hub was, hang on, this is a really success, really um, important tool to have in the toolbox um, for any economy that sees its future um, um, in, ha- in in harnessing its it, it, its human potential. So yes. with the with third spaces, um, which now includes Coactivate. Um, Hub Australia and Platform Free, we're really working at how do we um, catalyse a national network of work hubs? Um, yes. And to that end, how do we increase the collaborative capacity of individuals, of companies and of cities? Right, um, okay. So, so what that looks like on the ground is, you know, we're now working with government and with corporate on activating work hubs in suburban areas and regional areas. Um, yep. And I really do see an Australia that's going to have hundreds and then eventually thousands of work hubs um, across across the country. Um, yep. And it will be a, a way of harnessing and mobilising um, that knowledge capital. 
and so would those would those also I, I would imagine that they would still require that same sort of skill set around uh, space host and community manager um, to to really keep the the uh, the the space um, vital. Absolutely, and that's essentially where the company Coactivate um, comes from. You know, co-creating and activating workspaces. Right. Um, right. Okay. You know what? What we've also found, and this is where the Platform Three team, um, to make spaces work, um, there's a there's a certain um, level of functionality and technology that they require. Um, yes. you know, one of the things I've I've I've, I've seen firsthand is that um, a beautiful space um, is, is one that um, inspires people to 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 come to it, but a functional space um, is something that is 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 required in order to keep them coming back. Um, so you yes. know the tech's got to work, the furniture's got to be right. Um, you know, it's kind of like people want community and they want a, 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 a functional space and technology. Yes. Yeah, and so, so if I recall from the meeting that we had um, that, that part of how this would sort of unfold is, is instead of somebody from you know, a corporate and or a government office needing to go into work um, five days a week or whatever, they could, there could be the opportunity for them to stay in their sort of local suburb area um, and, uh, and work in a, in a co-working space alongside people from other completely diverse uh, industries and government agencies and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and even, even non-industry government people. Absolutely. Uh, entrepreneurs, okay. Right. Um, that, you know, and we've now seen some of these, and you know, they, they, they tend to go under the banner of smart work hubs, um, okay. which, you know, combines an element of co-working, but then also um, uh, catering to teleworkers. Um, yes. And when you look at, you know, the concept is somebody spending a, a, a day a week or a couple of days a week working closer to home. Um, the benefits are, 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 are kind of um, they're, they're pretty hard to um, hard to dispute. You know, you're cutting commute, you're increasing productivity, um, you're you're increasing um, health and wellness because you know they've certainly identified that commuting is one of the the biggest health risks um, actually going around, um, yeah. And then, and then on top of that, you you keep economic activity local. Um, yeah. You know, people buy their sandwich at the local um, sandwich shop. Um, people get to spend more time um, with 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 their families, um, and it it really has a a win 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 for everybody. On top of which, they also get to hang out with other people from other industries, and there's that cross pollination and and uh, vitality that happens when there's been, when the environment is enriched from diversity, and so all of that is just the the uh, the um, the outcome of that type of space. And and that can't be provided. I mean, I think we really um. Did a disservice to ourselves by calling Kelly working working from home. Um, okay. <laughs> you, you, you know the um, working from home doesn't work for everybody. Um, yeah. In in fact, it doesn't work for most people. Um, so having the having these local work hubs 
um, is certainly a a piece of the puzzle that I think we need to we need to solve in Australia. And so, how how is that progressing? Is are you getting are you getting good uptake? Is um, is there a, a level of interest in that that you're finding promising? Yeah, no, they're certainly promising. Um, a little agonisingly slow sometimes. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, it, what's, from a business model perspective, um, until large organisations really um, embrace flexible working, um, yeah. and, and look, many have. It's not to say that no one has. Um, yeah. m- many organisations have, but um, there's still a long way to go. Um, uh, and, yeah. and, you know, this is where we're seeing that um, once uh, larger organisations have um, embraced that, then it creates a, um, uh, a business model that allows the, um, the, essentially the supply side, like the property companies, the, the uh, government, to, to set up these spaces. Yes, yes. And, and, and so um, it, it, it's... Because it really does depend on it's, um, a higher level of trust and, and uh, um, of employees and uh, you know a, a culture that are, that really uh, enables people to to um, be responsible and accountable for their own productivity, their own work. Yeah, you, you, look, you're, you're you're absolutely right, um, yeah. and and you know I, I guess. For me, there's this thing of, so, you know, by 2025, um, 75% of the workforce is going to be Gen Y. Um, right. And, you know, Gen Y literally grew up in this many-to-many world where flexibility, um, you know, global workforce, all of these things are, um, are just second nature to them. And yeah. so I'm kind of like... Well, look. Some of some companies are um, um, are getting onto this early, and they're certainly going to be the ones that survive. Those that haven't adapted over the next ten years will, put simply, the whole of the workforce, the seventy five percent, they they'll just simply move on to other companies. They'll move on to startups. Um, yes. And if you haven't changed to embracing that um yeah. that more flexible way of working then um you simply won't have anybody coming to work for you anymore yes um i i'm not sure if you've seen um frederick Lelou's book reinventing organizations um i interviewed frederick um a, a couple of weeks ago the audio went live and he's he's sort of researched uh what um, he called self-managing organizations mm-hmm. um yep. and uh and you know the, it, there's this um so those type of organisations would just absolutely move towards uh, the the uh, the co-working space or um, smart work hubs uh, model that you were speaking about with a great deal of ease because it's 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 already enculturated that that uh, people have autonomy and and uh, self responsibility and so on. Yeah, it just fits. It's, you won't be convincing people that you need to work that way. It'll just be yes. natural. Yes. Yes. And so, if we circle, if we circle back to the beginning, um, you know, I asked you what went into it, two twenty-three a.m. How you relate to people, you know, et cetera, et cetera, creating the synergies. And, and because this is, I mean, I hear you speaking.
talking about this, and I think a lot of people listening to this will go, will say, oh, of course, that's just really obvious. Why aren't we doing this already? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, but it is, it, we are really, uh, you, what you're really, you're really doing is you're, you're pioneering, as you said, the future of work, the way that, and the future, and it's not just the future of work, actually, it's the future of how we work together. You know, it's the future of, of, Human to human and diverse human and diverse company to company interrelationship that you're really you're pioneering, aren't you? Yeah, I, I guess so. You know, we're doing the workspace part of it, um, yeah. and in some senses, the workspaces are a lot easier to set up than um, than the the, the organisation of the future. And I guess you yeah. know, just to draw the direct parallel there to that's why why I say people. Um, you know, people yeah. are are some are some are some are struggling to figure out how to work in this this, this new way, some are thriving. Um, but all of us um, I think are, are are challenged to figure out with all of this technology and with all of this awareness and knowledge that we now have. Um, well, how would you how would you create um, the organisation um, of the future um, yeah. with all of what we now know? And and you know it's pretty obvious that you wouldn't create um, it in the same way um, as we did in the past. Yeah, and I mean you're also there's a part of what you're doing as well that is tapping into um, the sharing economy, and I'm going to put that in parenthesis because there's a distinction that I think is becoming more evident between the sharing economy and the renting economy. But um, so, but you're because because with your with your um, suburban um, spaces, um, which are the smart work hubs that you've named here, uh, you're really looking at. Um, a, Using um, spaces that may not be occupied, but then also it's it, it's it's sort of moving away from the um, you know centralizing <clears throat> uh, centralizing everything in one location. So it's more moving into distributed networks as well, um, and but also the the uh, um, the use of space that already exists versus you know we need to rent offices to 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 fill people in that they come to work and. Through the long commute, and you know that you you know we look at you look at that and you just go what? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's 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 really interesting. One of the ones that um, uh, I've, I'm I, I've, I've, I'm starting to see more and more is that whilst we're saying that things are going to get more distributed, um, strangely they're also going to get more centralised. So when you look at how you, you you often see the things now about how um, uh, big cities, you know, that more and more people are moving to them, and more and more more yeah. and more of them are becoming bigger, and indeed the um, the parallel between uh, diverse large cities and uh, high levels of of, of innovation um, is, is 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 perfectly aligned. So. Yeah. What we'll find is that, um, you know, a, a city like Sydney, um, you know, the, the corporate head office doesn't go away. The yeah. concept that um, everybody's going to suddenly spend 100% of their time 
working in the Blue Mountains or on the Central Coast um, or in Western Sydney. Um, yes. It just doesn't hold true because we still yes. need to bring people together to have that yes. diversity and density. And yes. indeed, when I look at the hub model, and um, it's partly why I've got, you know, we've got Coactivate, which is working to activate the smart work hubs. But then we've yeah. got Hub Australia, which is which is activating the co-working communities, and I yeah. do see them as a inner city, densely populated um, right. phenomena. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because without that um, without that density and diversity, then you actually just don't get um, the innovation. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of, it's the combination of centralised nodes and, and and distributed networks that sort of that uh, it's the, it's that, the two, not not one without the other. I'm I'm going to use that line you just had there. Very quickly <laughs> describes what I was talking about. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs> so so what um so um just in closing your your the the. Uh, and I was, you know, one of the questions I was going to ask is sort of what's the edge, but I think everything that you're doing is really on the edge. So do you have an edge of the edge? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, for, for me, I, look, the, the, the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is I think that we're going to see, so, so Third Space is the name of our of, of, of our company. Um, you yes. know, that describes that space as traditionally in between the home and the office. Um, yes. I think that we're also going to start seeing a fourth space, which is that um, space in between the virtual and the physical spaces right. that you see. Um, so that's what I think will be your, your, your edge of the edge. Right. Yeah. Very good. And that's actually the one that I'm exploring with 2.23am, which is probably why we need to have another conversation. <laughs> okay. Well, you, 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 um, you need to give me, a, a, I think, another year of, um, of experimentation before I can start to articulate the force space better, but, it, but it's there somewhere. Yeah, no, I definitely, I know it is. I, I have no doubt at all that it is there and I understand it. And, uh, you know, I think one of the great gifts that I got in the early part of my, my learning journey life was to really, um, be involved with an organization that created space and, uh, for events, you know, and, and the amount of energy and thought that went into not just creating, but holding and curating and managing the space just for a three day event. Extraordinary, because you know, unless you really understand that the the, the um, how that happens um, and how important that is to what happens within that space, um, it's kind of like a foreign language. <laughs> so yeah, you know. So <laughs> I, and I, I'm speaking to you. Must be certainly one of the experts in the world around this, um, with your background and experience. Oh, and look, we're, we're, we're still learning this every single day. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, we're, there, there's no playbook for co-working here yet. And um, um, albeit some people are, are, are certainly getting pretty close to that. Um, and I, I guess, you know, one of the things with collaboration, um, and, you know, unfortunately it's so often um, um, you know, just put into the buzzword category. But, you know, when you get into the real guts of collaboration, um, it's actually really hard. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's much easier working in a silo. Um, it's probably why we created so many of them. Um, yeah. 
but you know, so we we are really breaking down um, those barriers, and and, and, I, and I think um, we we still have a lot of learning um, uh, to do, um, and actually further co-creation until we really figure out um, how to do this, you know, more efficiently, quicker. Um, and, 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 and have those business models that can support it. Yeah, because, I mean, you, in co-creation, uh, collaboration, you're, you're talking about the messy human dynamic. <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. <laughs> My <laughs> ego's bumping up against each other and all the stuff that goes with that. And, uh, and so, um, which can be beautiful and messy and, um, and if not handled skillfully, um, quite destructive as well. And, and, and it can, and it's certainly something that can keep you awake at 2.23 a.m. <laughs> which is, comes back to your question. <laughs> 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 so I really appreciate you taking the time um, to to be on this call. I find the whole conversation completely fascinating, and uh, and I would I would really love to have a, a one of those spaces, one of your spaces here <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> coming <laughs> coming anyway, soon. Coming soon. Oh, good. All right, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Brad. Um, we'll make sure that uh, um, the links to any of the um, your work and the, the hub spaces and so on is in the show notes. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for your great work and staying on the edge of this particular frontier. No, and th- thanks for the uh, thanks for the opportunity to uh, check out of that um, out of that those challenges and and and, and mess- messiness for an hour. Um, I really enjoyed um, chatting with you. Okay, thanks. Bye. If you want more of 2.23 AM, then you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or go to the blog of 2.23am.com. That's blog.223am.com, where you'll find articles and interviews featuring stellar guests from around the world, plus tools and resources and much, much more. Follow 2.23am on Twitter at twitter.com slash 2 underscore 23am. That's 2 underscore 23am. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash 0223am. Till next time, thank you for listening.